The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, welcome, mystics, and greetings, keepers of the flame. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello once again, gentlemen. Once more into the breach. Yes, we are. (laughs) Well, you know, today we are um, embarking on part two of our series we've entitled Enlightened Enlightenment Masterclass. And these are based on the Corona class lessons that's delivered by Jesus and Kutumi on teaching men the way. And today we're going to talk about listening, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we want to make sure that it's clear that, you know, this is a path of self-mastery. And in so doing, it's always good to have unerring guides and guardians and friends and mentors. And among those that the chief top of the list is the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about that today, how to hear that voice within and how to respond to it. And that's not necessarily an easy thing, Tom, Um, (laughs) you know, because there's lots of voices out there. And so how do you discern what is the voice of the Holy Spirit and what is the voice of something that you don't want to follow? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, how do you, how do you, what do you do? Some violent flame (laughs) decrees to separate the two? Well, I think, you know, you have to prepare yourself to hear the Holy Spirit, to hear your Holy Christ self. And that means that you have to spend time with God, you have to develop that attunement and listen. And, you know, uh, we have to challenge the voices we hear. You know, if you're not of God, then depart from me. You know, if you're not real. Because there are imposters of God, there's imposters of the Holy Spirit. And so it takes us to develop that discernment and ask God for that discernment to know what is true and what is not. Well, no, I, I think that this kind of begs the question of our vulnerability. You know, that we, we are vulnerable to the false gurus, the false teachers, the false masters. You know, we, we are we're in a place where unless we're prepared and fortified and we've done the, the spiritual work, we could easily think we're hearing the truth. Right. And, and it's interesting. In fact, when I was preparing for today, I was reading this lecture, a complete lecture from Mrs. Prophet. And she was talking about people that came to Summit University who had heard voices. And she said, you've got to ask to be delivered from this because the psychic is never the source for the truth or the Holy Spirit. And the psychic is very appealing to people. Oh, I was so-and-so in a past life. Or, you know, you're going to meet your twin flame in six months. You know, it's all very appealing. It's all very alluring. But unfortunately, and no matter how sincere the people are, it's not a perfect channel. And so you can get maybe nine out of ten messages may be correct, but the tenth one may take you astray and lose an entire embodiment because of it. Okay, so let's look at this. Um, How do we discern the true voice of the Holy Spirit? I mean, one thing we've talked about many times is it's a vibration. But how do we? Yeah, like if how, how do we know if you're out there in the middle of the swamp or the briar patch or whatever, and there's all these voices going on? How how do you recognize when the holy when the holy Christ self and the Holy Spirit really have something important to say? Well, I, I think the first thing you do is you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke any voices that are not of God, not of the Holy Spirit. Depart from me, yep, you know. Yep. And the ascended masters love you to make that call. Yeah, because. Obviously, they don't have to depart after that call. Well, and yeah, they will right. not be offended if you make No, that they're call. not going to be offended. They want you to hear the truth. Yeah. yeah. And so it takes a lot of attunement. And I think, you know, knee time is very important to receive <laughs> the Holy Spirit. 
You know, I mean, getting on your knees to pray is symbolically very powerful. You're, 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 you're stating by your position of your body, I am surrendering to God. I'm giving to God. I honor God. God, teach me. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Lead me in the right way. Mm-hmm. And you do have to listen and make your decision what's right and what's wrong. And um, avoid the psychic. In fact, if you want to be a chila of the Ascended Masters, you have to ask to be healed of being psychic because it's a block to your true spiritual progress, even though it's very alluring in some ways to the outer mind. You know, one of the, the key ingredients in this whole formula is constancy. And if we look at the discernment that we are trying to achieve, we realize that we get better with practice. We get better if we're constant, if we're doing the knee time on a regular basis. I mean, this requires us to do some work. It's not as if we're just going to magically suddenly have discernment where we didn't have it before. It takes practice. It takes a willingness to do it on a regular basis. It takes focus. Yeah, I get this visualization. It's like staying away from the midway at the circus, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> really good. astral, you know. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing, of course, you know, as, as I've shared with people in the past, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And, of course, they believe in the laying on of hands for the filling of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and so forth. And, and I would say there are some people that do have the Holy Spirit. Um, in that situation, but there's also a false hierarchy of the uh, Holy Spirit that comes into a lot of these churches. In fact, when I was growing up, the church was I in, the minister there could actually tell the difference, and he would rebuke people sometimes and say, that's not the true Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, But for most of us, the Holy Spirit is very practical. It's very, um, it guides us on our day-to-day life, so to speak. And, and Mrs. Prophet, of course, is talking about the speaking of tongues for many people, it's the ability to convey the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Yeah. To be able to put them in words or vibration that people can understand and relate to. You know, one of the things that this is really doing for us here, and we want to make sure we convey this to all of you out there listening, is that, as we've said many times, this is a path of self-mastery. And what we're using for this particular series right now is a book called The Corona Class Lessons, which is basically a manual for teaching men the way. And this is all about discernment, discipleship, and honesty, and clarity, and you know, the true teaching, and to kind of tease us a bit, next week's show, we're going to be talking about the threat that this represents to the false pastors, the false gurus, the false rabbis out there who have a vested interest in keeping things kind of going in this negative way. Well, of course, the Orthodox Church likes to be viewed as the source of all truth and and so forth. And for centuries, almost millennia, they have been controlling what the people get and saying, if you don't go through us, you can't get to God. And, of course, that yeah. is not a true teaching. We can all get to God, and, of course, sometimes we need organizations and brothers and sisters on the path together, but you can go to God directly, um, and that's what the Ascended Masters teach. And so you can receive the Holy Spirit. Look at the Bible, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, you don't necessarily get them all at once. You might have one of the gifts um, and work on that and, you know, know what it is and give that service to God through that gift. But I also think we were mentioned that we were teaching a confirmation class in our church, and how do you explain the Holy Spirit to a bunch of teenagers? Right. I mean, that's a tough one. I got to tell you, how do you use the Holy Spirit? Why do you want the Holy Spirit? You know, because it can be so valuable in saying the right thing at the right time to the right person. We've all said the wrong thing at the wrong time, but <laughs> oh, why yeah. not strive to say the right thing to people that will nurture their souls, that will help them on the path so that you coming into their world will, you know, be, you can be the instrument of God to bring them a sort of light illumination. That takes attunement. That takes the gift of the Holy Spirit and realizing that God is the doer. You know, we said at the beginning of the show, too, that the Holy Spirit is a vibration. Among other things, the Holy Spirit is love. But if we can attune ourselves to 
that vibration will that will aid us in getting more familiar, more comfortable, be telling the difference between the true vibration and the jagged false vibration. That's By actually, their fruit shall you know. That's absolutely true. Well, and, and where do, where does the Holy Spirit and the Holy Christ self? Uh, how do they kind of tie together? I know we have the Maha Chohan who. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit? He represents and he has the office of the Holy the Spirit. Yeah, and that can be different. Masters can be in that office at different times. It's like the President of the United States, you don't have the same person all the time. Right. But from our understanding, that the master known as the Mahachohan or Great Lord yeah. is is the head of the seven Chohans, and he's the manifestate representative of the Holy Spirit. And you know, at our birth, at each birth, you know, we have the Holy Spirit infused within us. You know, this you know, going back to answer your question, maybe that the trilogy that we we know in the West, of course, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is that life force. It's that animating force. It's the spiritual aspect of God, as expressed through life individually. And I assume that there will be a direct correlation with our I am presence. Yeah, it's the, and it's the igniting of the threefold flame within the heart, and then and then at the at the end of your lifetime, then that flame is extinguished. It's withdrawn. It's withdrawn. And you know they talk about the the, the breath. Your breath is a manifestation of the Holy there Spirit. You, go, yeah. you couldn't survive without it. So I love a teaching I read recently. It says you know let let the your breath, your physical breath, be an instrument of God, hmm. the Holy Spirit in this life. I mean, what a what a beautiful thought. Yeah. You know, that we don't go around, have to go around apologizing for things we say, continually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can be rejoiced because God is using us. The Holy Spirit is using us. You know, I right. want to go back for a moment to this idea of the vibration of the Holy Spirit. Because I think that anytime you're teaching this to somebody who may not be familiar with it, that's one way to make it visceral. Speaking in terms of a vibration is a lot more physically tangible than something that's maybe ephemeral, like talking about the spirit of life. So, you know, in terms of recognizing the vibration... And adhering to that, again, it goes back to taking, it takes practice, takes constancy, it takes a little bit of work, a little bit of effort, but eventually you get better and better and better at it. It's like any skill, it's like mastering anything. That's exactly right. And the Holy Spirit can manifest very tangibly. Um, the Maha Chohan is an ascended master. And if you've had experiences with the ascended masters, you know how tangible that presence can be. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. I think it was Betty Hinn, the, the evangelist that wrote a book said, yes. good morning, Holy Spirit, you right, know. Right. In other words, that's the kind of relationship you can have with the Holy Spirit and with God, you know, good morning, God, you know. And um, it's it's a different concept than we're taught. Well, and this is a great tactic to take here, as you know, we're kind of closing in on this first segment already, is having that relationship. I mean, I think it's a beautiful point to make, Sid, because if we recognize we have the, I wouldn't say the power, but we have the option to make that entity, that Holy Spirit, our friend, our, not just our guide, our mentor, our teacher, but our friend, it makes it so personal. I mean, there's something wonderful about that. And it makes us, gives us a much greater ability to serve God and to serve God and others. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a wonderful thing. You know, Mrs. Prophet talked to, talks about sometimes, you know, everybody makes such an effort to please others. You know, <laughs> what am I going to wear today? What are other people going to think about me? You know, if I do this, what will they, you know, everybody wants to be liked and so on and so forth. Well, let's start thinking about what God's opinion is of us and the yeah. Holy Spirit's opinion, you know. Yeah. Let's care about what, you know, what God think about us, you know. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful idea. Are we striving? Are we seeking to, to serve? Or are we kind of look what's in it for me kind of attitude? Can we ask ourselves, and does, does God approve what I'm doing? Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's where you got to be honest with yourself. Oh, man. And, um, you know, and I have that 
late night snack, you know? Is that really <laughs> yeah. God's will? I'm not sure. <laughs> Holy Spirit. God only wanted one scoop of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. What's the Holy Spirit's favorite flavor? <laughs> yeah. You know, something that you said earlier, uh, uh, Sid, just before we had to a break here, uh, was uh, something that just ignited my thinking to reminding our listeners that you can take these teachings up and eat this little book, uh, the, you know, and and retain your membership with your your church and your, your you affiliation, leave. wherever you are. You do not need to leave those things. Uh, I just wanted to know if we wanted to expand on that a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's off off the subject well, here with no, the Holy Spirit. I, I, but I don't think it is. I think the truth is compatible with anything that's true. Yeah. You know, if, if there's a true religion or true religions or true disciplines of spirituality, whatever they may be, the truth is always the same. It's resonating. See, it's... Uh, it's well, that. and you get to the heart of things by cutting away the dross. You, know, yeah. you have to find the heart of the issue. Yeah. Well... Yeah, no, it's already time, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about vibration a moment ago. And when we return, we're going to hear an excerpt from this lecture on discerning the vibration of the Holy Spirit from Mrs. Prophet. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door. 
Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're in part two of our Enlightenment Master Class. And today's subtopic is learning to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, before we go any further, we're basing this material on a series of lectures from Jesus and Kutumi in a book called The Corona Class Lessons for Those Who Teach Men the Way. And I want to plug this book because it really is a manual of self-mastery. It's unparalleled. And you can find it at our bookstore, tsl.org slash bookstore. There's a search bar, look for Corona Class Lessons, or you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, but believe me, it's worth having. If you don't already have a copy, please get one. It's an amazing study, and it'll just be your companion for the rest of your life. I really think that it's one of those remarkable books that uh, cannot fly below the radar anymore. We're going to make it public and make it widespread. Good for you, Tom. Now, in the following lecture excerpt, Elizabeth Clare Prophet cuts right to the heart of the issue of equating the Holy Spirit with love. Here it is. Love is the Holy Spirit, the wind that bloweth where it listeth. And because it is so, we must learn to know the vibration of the Holy Spirit in person through the Maha Chohan, so that we will not be led here and there by false love, by psychic vibration, which is a vibration that deviates from the flame of love, but appears to be love. The psychic draws people by the sympathy and the sucking in of the solar plexus. So we must be prepared to be moved by the spirit, not by the spirits. Frequently, students come to Summit University saying they hear voices telling them to do this and to do that. And I tell them they must surrender these voices and these contacts until they have a greater self-mastery. Nine of those voices may be correct. One may be the liar that will be the undoing of a lifetime. So at a certain level of non-discipleship, non-discipline in the way of Serapis Bay, one must shut out the voices and begin a path of genuine self-mastery. Following the Holy Spirit takes an acute sense of inner spiritual hearing. You need to be able to listen to vibrations, listening to the sound of the wind of the Holy Spirit. It's not listening to a voice. It's listening to God moving you, of your knowing what to do by the very movement of your mind and your being toward a certain direction. Indeed, the commands come from the Lord. But the tuning in to direction is tuning in to the vibration of the matrix and then following the vibration. I was looking for a loved one in a giant shopping center the other day. And my mental body said to go in one direction where I thought they had been. And all of a sudden, my heart tuned in to the heart, the blazing heart of this loved one. 
And I knew exactly the position simply by the vibration of the heart. And I had to stop and be still almost in amazement at the power of the Son of God in the individual heart of Achila, a sun so blazing that it eclipsed everyone else in the entire shopping center. And I walked straight to the point unerringly, and I thought to myself, how wondrous is the accuracy of the vibration of God. How wondrous is the Holy Spirit. How wondrous is this path whereby we can send signals, not as the Indians did with smoke, and not by Morse code, but by the beaming of the heart. So it is amazing to realize that the Holy Spirit will move us, but if we are not ready, we do not follow it. When we are used to the scientific method, the empirical method of the mental body, we do not trust the leadings of the heart or the Holy Spirit. I was talking to a chila who made a decision. The heart pulled one way and the mental body said something else and because the mental body could not understand the heart, the chila made a decision on the basis of the mental body and then found out to his great sorrow that it did cause a great burden and a hurt to a particular person. And so in discussing this subject, I pointed out that everyone goes through this. It's learning a new form of communication. It's learning a new form of leaning on that arm of the spirit. And it is never psychic, it is always in the heart. And it is a vibration, it is the teaching and the prompting of the Christ self, but it is not always a voice speaking in sentences. It is the prompting. After all, language itself is not needed at certain levels. And God does not always commune with us in language, but in vibration and in thought forms sometimes in pictures, sometimes in maps, sometimes in intensity of a light ray, which gets interpreted through the functioning of our system as language. So there is a period in discipleship when you are learning what is the movement of love. How love will move you to know that love is a person the person of God as the Holy Spirit represented by the Maha Chohan. And know when you are functioning according to a mental pattern, which is the computer of the lower mental body that you have trained and programmed with certain information and experience patterns that leads you to make sensible decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. And that computer functions well to a certain point but it does leave off. And sometimes this computerized mind has an identity called the carnal mind, and it resents that the soul is now going to be led by the Holy Spirit through the heart and through the Christ self. So it becomes very loud and very critical of the still small voice of the heart and of its vibration. And so then there seems to be a war 
And then you have to decide whether you will separate yourself fearlessly from leaning upon the known and follow the unknown but very sure sound of the heart. Every disciple of the Great White Brotherhood receives this training over and over and over again until you can be trusted to trust your heart to know its vibration, to know the reading of that vibration, to answer and follow it. Now this is a very important point. It's all right to make mistakes for a while. It's all right to confuse the two, but after a time, you are expected to know. And alas, I find that disciples who have been on the path a decade still tell me, well, my Holy Christ self told me to do that, but I didn't do it, I did it this way. And then they will say so with a, a slight amount of regret, but then they go on as if it's okay to do that on a regular basis. Ignore your Christ self and do what you think is better, and then come to find out later, you might have saved a couple of hours if you'd listened. Well, it's much worse than that. You might have saved someone's life if you'd listened. You might have gotten something done on a certain schedule that was necessary to the brotherhood. It's very costly to your discipleship to not follow the dictates of your heart. And when you don't, you are in a state of this altercation with God. And when you do not, you see, you are not trustworthy. You cannot be trusted by El Moria that each time he puts that ray on your heart with an intensity that cannot be ignored, it's like a phone that keeps on ringing until you answer it. When you feel that much moment and presence of God and you ignore it in favor of your mental body, you do not have a Guru-Chila relationship with the Ascended Masters. You have not yet been accepted as a Chila because the basis of the relationship is trust. You absolutely trust El Moria that when you put a ray on his heart and ask for help, that he will help you, and he does. And when he puts the ray on your heart and tells you what to do, he expects the same loyalty, the same trust, the same immediate answer. So if you have a problem of saying, shall I do this and shall I do that, and you're always able to see both sides of the question and never arrive at a decision, you have a heart problem. You have a serious heart problem. And sometime or another, it's going to be a physical heart problem. So getting your heart right with God is discipleship. And the heart decrees, the introit to the Holy Christ flame, the third ray decrees, the pink section, St. Germain's, I am the light of the heart, shining in the darkness of being. All of these things are for the cleansing, the purging, the purifying of the heart, accelerating it as that place of holiness to the Lord. Your heart is your great communicator with all worlds, and the other direction is the same. Your heart is the great communicator of the Ascended Masters with you. Your heart is the open door to the Ascended Masters stepping through the veil. So this is a real foundation of chilaship. Follow that love wherever it may lead you. 
knowing that you were not created to serve the loaves of materiality, but the living bread which came down from heaven and which is within you, testifying to your spiritual origin as a son of God. Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. This is when the Jews said to him, our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. And he was speaking of the living bread. Well, bread is someone that everyone eats. It's the bread of life. It's the wheat. We all need Christ. But most of all, we need to eat the living bread. We need to assimilate the word. Well, indeed we do. You know, I'm struck by so many things in that lecture excerpt, one of which was to strive to be moved by the Spirit and not by the spirits. Because the spirits is the mental body, and yet we are reached by the Holy Spirit through the heart. Indeed. I think it's just a wonderful sentiment. And also the other one was that getting your heart right with God is the essence of discipleship. <laughs> anyway, um, coming up are good motives, even if they prove to be wrong, good enough to obtain a positive outcome. Please stay with us. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. 
Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. So here's one of those age-old questions. Does the end justify the means? Truth is, all the man's works are tried by fire, which burns away the real from the unreal. Here's more. Countless dedicated people exist, but they often tie their energies to the wrong precepts. Many feel that if their motives are good, even if they should prove to be wrong, they will still attain. Let them recall the perception of St. Paul, who long after his illumination by me on the road to Damascus declared, The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Blessed ones, good motives are better than evil, of course, but the refining action of the sacred fire preserves the good and changes all the rest into a returning current of energy, which itself goes back to the God source from whence it came. The returning energy once utilized by man's will and now released is a loss to that life stream. Love and truth abide forever, and whatsoever ye shall build that is not upon the rock of truth shall indeed be washed away in the torrent of divine love, which carries back to the source all that needs purification, and yet cannot move the solid bedrock of divinity itself, against which the gates of hell cannot prevail. We have to awaken to the startling revelation that... The good motives are not enough for the path of discipleship. One must have correct action and a definition of selfhood. One must have the right use of energy. If we have a good motive, but we don't get the job done, where is the fruit by which we will be known and by which we will be judged? Nevertheless, it is true. Good motives are better than bad ones, but don't be satisfied. I notice that when people make mistakes in service, that it is very easy for them to say, Oh, I made a mistake. I'll go back and do it right this time. Well, we cannot forever be making mistakes and having to redo our lives. You see, we are expected to be masters in embodiment. We have to make up our minds to conquer the subconscious failure syndrome. We have to build the bedrock of divinity here because the fire will come. It will strip us of all else. Something is going to have to be left when that initiation comes. And what is left is that part of the soul that has merged with the I am presence and therefore cannot be consumed by the fire. Now that fire will come to all of you. Paul said the fire will try every man's work of what sort it is. So you can expect the initiation of the sacred fire in your life stream any minute. Any minute of your life. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. So you may have a sense of loss, 
When your works, being incomplete and imperfect, are consumed, but you will be saved because God sees that you are actually not your works. So the works are tried, then you are tried. And you will also be saved by the sacred fire if the fire finds the fire in you, and therefore it does not consume it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, my words shall not pass away, and each disciple who shall anchor himself within the heart of the word of God's eternal truth shall likewise abide forever. Do you see, blessed ones, how that true discipleship can never be false? It must go deeper than the surface and have real quality existing beneath the surface veneer. You can never fool your true self, and the genuine disciple will not try. Of this you may be certain, that disciples are still being made and are sorely needed today to carry my word and radiation and the power of the sacred fire to men. Heaven does not intend to spurn you. Remember my parable of the lost sheep. However, let this opportunity be regarded as the highest and noblest of endeavors, exalting every facet of a man's being. It is never impractical to be disciples of the great masters and of the holy disciplines of the great white brotherhood. It is never impractical to be disciples of the great white brotherhood. Now you have to figure out how to prove that that is true and not go around proving that it can't be true. It is true if you want it to be true. You can lead a very practical existence and be a disciple of the Great White Brotherhood. In fact, you should be practical or you will be a disgrace to the Brotherhood. All else less than this high calling must pale into insignificance once the truth of all things is realized and known. Those of you who today would be disciples, let this word from our heart initiate a resurgence of your spiritual aspirations and know that with God all things are possible and you can and shall be called that which in reality all are, children of the Most High. Primarily, you must establish a hallowed sense a holy sense of the reality, the tangibility, and the blessing you can obtain and bestow on others as a true disciple of God's great brotherhood of light. How do you bestow a blessing? You bestow it by breathing out and letting the perfume of the aura of God change the room, change the day, change the life of someone. Let your hearts be humble, yet unafraid, desiring to perceive your errors only enough to correct them and your virtues only enough to express gratitude for them. Then I am certain that you will find the grossness of human concepts giving way to the expansion of eternal values within you. And subsequently, as your views change to those of heaven, the reality thereof shall enfold you as a mantle of power. A disciple is one who is disciplined and whose course is parallel to my own. 
To each such as this I lovingly call brother. Welcome into the family of those who consciously present themselves to the eternal will and purpose, saying, Here I am, send me. Here we see very clearly that Jesus expects us to parallel his path to do the things he did quite naturally. May the light of heaven bestow its shining reality upon all the earth through you, thereby blessing every heart each day. I am lovingly offering the mantle of my own Christ perfection to lives as much beloved by God as my own. Can you take that in? Can you believe that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? You have to believe that to be his disciple. Discipleship means that your teacher wants to transfer to you all that he is. You can see the shifts in consciousness that people must make. And you can see how you yourself must become made in this image of God because by your becoming the vibration of this one pearl of wisdom, you will be able to speak with conviction and people will receive the Holy Spirit because you're a funnel for it, because you are this teaching. You can only teach what you are, what you have become, because teaching is transferring a vibration. It's like when the piano tuner comes, he keeps on playing the note, keeps on playing the note till it vibrates right. Well, you're transferring your inner sense that has come through listening, your knowledge of the sound of the note of the virtue to this person, and you can feel that this person needs to be tuned so that the note will be there at the right vibration. Right vibration here, right vibration here, things equal to the same thing are equal to each other. That's how you get equal to your master. So it's more than listening and agreeing. There's an assimilation process. It's eating the bread. And when you eat the bread, it's like the little book. Sweet in the mouth, bitter in the belly. It contacts something unlike itself something that vibrates differently. The vibration of the bread of life has the power to bring your being and consciousness to its level of vibration, but you must allow it. There is a giving of oneself. There is a surrender at the same time that there is a guarding of divine identity. Surrender does not mean that you suddenly become a jellyfish. It means with a sense of absolute godhood, you are willing to change, and you must be willing to change, else you will not retain the Spirit of God. I must be willing to change every day. Every day God wants me to change and I must overcome my resistance to change, which is the inertia of the human flesh. The bodies that we are all heir to and the errors of the consciousness of this vibration we are in 
There is always the resistance to acceleration, which is why you need will in these chakras. Why you need power in the solar plexus. Why you need to be able to thrust off from your chakras that which is of the world, which would depress them. I am lovingly offering the mantle of my own Christ perfection to lives as much beloved by God as my own. Some people just cannot believe that God loves them as much as he loves Jesus. You will have to prove to the world that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Now, can you imagine yourself saying this to someone? Why, God loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. So that's not quite the right way to go about it. <laughs> but you can walk around so radiant and so full of joy and so charging and be so successful that it becomes very obvious that God loves you very much. And it is not necessary for people to know just how much. Because as much as they see him loving you, they want to be loved that much. And they will be if you show them how. Yes, can you imagine that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? It's a great question. We'll be back for more in a moment. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you very much for staying with us. Uh, this is our last segment of today's show, and we are in part two of a new series entitled Enlightenment Masterclass. And I hesitate to add to that that we don't consider ourselves necessarily enlightened. We're on the same path as you are. We're on the same self-mastery path. We're all striving together. <laughs> We're all striving together. You, you know, I was struck by one thing that Mrs. Prophet said toward the end of the lecture there about willingness to change. And this is not a revolutionary thought. But it's kind of, the path really is full of basics. Yeah. You know, they're not 
as you get further on the path, the mysteries of God become more apparent. But certainly at the beginning and, and to get through these things, you're dealing with some pretty basic stuff. I mean, for any human being, the willingness to change is key to making any kind of progress, whether it's spiritual or otherwise. So that's why people fear the past sometimes and fear the will of God. I might have to change. And, you know, if you, if you have that mindset, I don't want to change, then <laughs> yeah. you can't be successful in the path. You have to be willing to trust God and let go and be willing to change. And I, I can give an example of that in my life. You know, I was, as many of you know, I was, a, I was a banker for about 40 years. And in that world, I developed um, the use of sarcasm, okay, <laughs> to sort of deal with situations and so forth. And, you know, sarcasm can be funny sometimes. You know, at a certain point, sarcasm is not the path of the Ascended Masters. <laughs> Probably and not. I had to face a point where I said, look, if I'm going to stay on this path, I need to stop doing this, you know, because I was enjoying it, you know, a lot of times. <laughs> but it wasn't of God. And so I just said, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. And, um, you know, it changed who I was, for the positive, I might add. <laughs> so, you know, some of these habits and patterns that are so ingrained to us, um, are we willing to let the go of them? Because that's what the price that we pay sometimes for that next step on the path. You know, you share that, and I can also share that sarcasm was one of my tools. <laughs> and one of the reasons I could do it was because I was smart enough to do it, and also because I got a laugh. Yeah. A lot of times there was a payoff. Right. So in, in order to change that, I had to change two things, the habit, also the outcome. So I was so invested in getting that kind of immediate feedback. And I was thinking about that as we were just listening to this last excerpt, because I think Mrs. Prophet said that, you know, our tests come and go, but love abides forever. I mean, love and truth abide forever, mm -hmm. and that we can only teach what we are. So if we're practicing certain kinds of, you know, aspects of our personality, we're teaching that, whether it's to our children, to our co-workers. Well, that's a really good point. I hadn't mm -hmm. thought of that. Okay. You know, the vibration, who we are, and people will read your vibration, yeah. and, and they may not be conscious of reading your vibration, but they know at inner levels who you are and what you stand for. And they, again, it might not be in their outer mind. And sometimes that irritates them because they don't like it. I remember Mrs. Prophet told this story once of flying into Santa Barbara. She was in a plane, and she was looking at the lights in the city down below, and she just felt such tremendous love that she was sending out to people. And she said she immediately got a huge backlash of people that were angry. They did not want love. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so, you know, who you are will determine how people react to you, and not just on the surface, but deep down. And so what you do matters. If you get my point, in other sure. words, oh, yeah. people will recognize your spiritual attainment at some level, and if you go around being sarcastic, <laughs> um, you know they're going to think it's okay to be sarcastic. Yeah. So you want to be who you really are. Indeed, and I think that's one of the lessons that we're learning in this whole process is through the through the process of self mastery, we gain that recognition, we gain that awareness, increment by increment, step by step. Yeah, and, you know, the, the field of entertainment, you know, telling <laughs> stories that you're going for the laugh, but you realize finally when you get on the path, uh, it's not a good story. I, I, I can't do that anymore. can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, there was another point made in here that's kind of a corollary to that, which is you can't fool the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, we can go along thinking that we're, we're you know, doing pretty good, but we've got this little side issue that we're not quite willing to change altogether, uh, you know. We'll just kind of keep doing it until it starts to but, but at erode. least be honest about it. You know, I even know, if you can't change it, be honest with God. God, I know this is here. I'm not wild about it, but you know, <laughs> I'm having trouble overcoming it. Yeah. So you know, I, I will try. And please help me, and I recognize it. 
but be honest with God. I mean, why pretend with God? I exactly. Mean, you know, talk about ultimate self-delusion, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I think that's one of the dangers we get into, that we either have greater attainment than we really do or lesser attainment, you know. God, just help me know where I'm at. Help me understand that, what my next step is, what I need to do, because the ego is treacherous yeah. and what we call the dweller on the threshold, and it will try and keep you from manifesting that spirituality. And Mrs. Prophet said sometimes the human mind gets angry because you're relying on the heart. And the heart is the open door to the ascended masters. And open door to God. The open door to God, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's it's marvelous. You know, th- there's a circular aspect to that logic that it comes back to the simple things. You were making that comment a while ago about we really come down to a couple of very simple precepts. This is not complicated. It's very practical. And it's very doable. So we look at those things we're having a str- uh, struggle with changing. We also have to know and understand and believe that we can, in fact, change them. You know, and do people feel loved by you? I, yeah. I mean, not do people love you, but do other people feel loved by right. you? And that's not just smothering them with emotion. That's t- sometimes taking a stand for their soul. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, my manifesting love. I mean, Edgar Cayce used to say, or one of the things he said was, are people uh, happy to see you come and sorry to see you go? You know, <laughs> That's and great. not pleasing the human part of I it, understand. but manifesting a part of God, a kindness, a love, a vibration. And I think, you know, again, growing up in a fundamentalist church, there were some people there that I can tell you, they had the vibration of the Holy Spirit and of Jesus. They had so much love in their hearts that others thought they had it and didn't, yeah. you know. So be who you are. And I love Mrs. Prophet said in the last reading, she said, talking about the guarding of divine identity. You know, think of that. First of all, people don't know they have a divine identity, mm-hmm. number one. So that's what the Ascended Masters tell them. And you guard it. How do you guard it? You defend it. You honor it. Mm-hmm. You be who you are and not do those things that you know are not something God would do. I can't imagine Jesus being sarcastic, quite frankly. You know, he was a manifestation <laughs> right. of love or yeah. looking for the punchline, you know, that we're wont to do sometimes. You know, be that manifestation. Realize that there's a divine identity within you. Work to have it come out. Work by being willing to change. Work by being on your knees, listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, it's work, it's effort, it's striving to become more in the outer of who you are in the inner. Indeed, and learn to listen with your heart. Yeah, and work on it. Yeah, well, and exactly, work on it. Because I think one of the lessons today in this particular program is just that, that the Holy Spirit is a vibration of love. We can, we can tune into that love through practice, but through the heart, not through the head. Our mental body might be useful in some respects, but maybe not in this particular area. Yes, yeah, so we're used to our, being in our mental body. Well, how am I going to deal with this situation? You know, right. and, and people are, can be very polished the oh. way they do that with the mental body, you know, and say exactly the right thing. But if the vibration isn't true, at some level, other people will understand that, you know. He's saying the right words, but there's something not right here. Well, and I think that's a great way to recap what we're talking about today. Is learning to listen to the Holy Spirit is learning to listen with and through the heart, understanding what's true and what isn't true, and learning the difference. And think of the pain people will be saved if they develop that oh discernment. My gosh. And discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Pray for it. You know, by the way, as we as we before we close here, we did allude to that. Now this is the second time of these the uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, these are the ones that the um, uh, speaking in tongues, hearing tongues, you know, being able to prophecy, prophecy, you know, you you can take poison and it won't affect you. I mean, if you want to look up the Holy Spirit um, gifts, please do, because they're very interesting to kind of study. That's not the purpose of our show today. 
But again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So in one respect, when you're making those calls to your heart, through your heart to the Holy Spirit, you can ask for those gifts. And ask, ask the Holy Spirit for one gift that you can learn yeah. and use to the glory of God and helping of others. Indeed. Well, thanks again for being with us for this part two of our series. I have a hunch we're going to be going through part 10 or 12 before we're done here. That's oh, just a, a rich, series. rich vein. You know? Yes, indeed. So if you want to get a hold of us, how do you do that, Terry? We are at <laughs> webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Yes, and as we always say, if you send us an email, we'll answer it, as long as you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, even if you're not. If you have if you have a bone to pick with us, we want to hear that, too. <laughs> we to won't pick. expose you on the art prompt, so we'll keep it anonymous. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you again for being with us for this um, early segment of our series. We hope you will stay with us throughout the entire series. And though we recognize that the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.